made on Zencaster. Hey there, this is Jimmy from the Zero to Hero podcast, and we want to support all our partners. Here is Ben and his new podcast, Baker Rangers Movie Talks. Follow Ben and his guests as they review a movie of the week. If you want to see more from Billy, Ben, myself, or all our partners, please follow us at Zio to Hero Pod across all platforms. And without further ado, here is Baker Rangers Movie Talks with Ben and all his technical problems. Hi, and welcome to Baker Rangers. Welcome to Baker Rangers Movie Talks. This is a place where we can talk about movies, uh, movies that we love and have a good time. And I'm here, well, he's something. He's strange. And he is in the neighborhood. He is Billy. Yeah, that guy. This guy. guy. (laughs) Host. Of Zio to Hero, I guess you could say he's the skull of Zio to Hero. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> doing all right, Billy? Oh, you know how it is. Uh, hot and bothered, I guess, because I'm living in Texas. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweating right now. I would have my air on, but I don't want it to interfere with this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but anywho, we are talking about... Ghostbusters. I was literally about to say Power Rangers, but I'm Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ghostbusters is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I love Ghostbusters. I love the whole franchise. Franchise. All four movies, even the 2016 one that everybody seems to hate. Um, but you, you're not, you've never really been big into Ghostbusters. No, no, not really. I never really grew up watching them. But uh, boy, I tell you though, rewatching it, it still holds up. Yeah, yeah, it does. But yeah, this is this is my favorite. I don't know, I don't know why it's my favorite movie of all time. It just is. I loved it as a kid. I've always wanted to be a Ghostbuster. Um, I wanted to collect all the toys, and I never got any of the toys until now. Like literally, twenty twenty, uh, the pandemic was going on. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife was supposed to come out in twenty twenty. Um, so all the toys started coming out. Uh, Hasbro had got some of the licenses for the toys, uh, the Kenner uh, stuff. And uh, so I've been, I've been as an adult, not as a kid. But... <laughs> hey, when you're an adult, you have all that money now. So like you could you can actually spend money on on toy collection. Mm, not, that's true. Not as a kid, because as a kid, you had to work, you know, fit that into your parents budget, <laughs> which my parents budget was nothing same uh, here so i think i think we did get like when i was a kid i did get a lightsaber maybe once i'm not quite sure oh we had some toys and stuff but not like all the kids had the proton packs for ghostbusters yeah i, I had a friend that had the ecto-1 which i recently got because they recently released the uh yeah. older ecto-1 kinder like re redos um <laughs> but i never I, yeah i never got it damn our mom and dad kind of plotted us. They would buy me and Jimmy some like little decorative swords and stuff. And be like, Hey, can you go out in the back and swing those swords around and chop down the, <laughs> the grass? <laughs> so that was us. But yeah, I saw that you were building a building in Ecto one too. Oh yes. Uh, so through hero, it's not a plug. I don't get paid for this, but through hero collector, Eagle Moss, um, they have a subscription service where you basically put the Ecto-1 together. I've been working on it for about two years. I've paused it here and there, and because of COVID and the whole shipping issues that, you know, yeah. that's been going on the last few years. And a lot of people um, are going to be asking, why two years? Well, in fact, they will ship you every month. I get, like, every month, right, they'll send you a new piece. Yeah, you get four so. four kits a, a week, and I think there's a total of, like, a 140-something Okay. I'm not quite wow. sure. 130. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 literally like a if you do it every month straight with no breaks, I think it's like two and a half years, two half three years. Okay. See now, see people that are listening. That's why it takes two years to complete it. But this is a one eighth scale, 
mm-hmm. and it is huge. It is heavy. Um, you literally put this thing almost like you're building a building a car. Uh, yeah. Minus minus a few obvious things, it's not going to run. Like it's not going to move yeah. on its own. But it's got lights and sounds. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's like I just see the yeah. carcass of it right now because I'm working on the. <laughs> I just now started the body, the last shipment, which was like a month ago. Um, and the electronics, so it's got all these wires. Like it looks like C three PO from Episode One right now. Oh right now, it's it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a beauty. It's now a beauty. now uh, like um for people that might not know scaling, so one eighth is basically you take eight of these things and it equals out to the length of one ecto. Yeah, so you take oh, eight 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 of them eight long of them. and then yep. eight of them wide and then eight of them high. Oh, so technically, one. it would take like sixty four. No wait. Eight. Eight, 64 time. I don't know. I don't know how the math is. But it actually <laughs> takes, like, even though it's one-eighth scale, it's not just yeah. buy eight, get eight of these, and you get a full Ecto-1. It still takes a lot. It's eight one-way, eight one-way, yeah. eight in three dimensions. Exactly. But, anywho, so, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Um, so, again, you aren't as... So, you're not going to be as excited about stuff whenever I talk about it. But, I love this movie. What... And you watched it, you said last night, or you told me you watched it last night. Uh, but you hadn't seen it in forever. So how yeah. how was that, not seeing it since you were a kid? Because sometimes, watching through the lens of a child and through the lens of an adult can be separate things. That's how right. it was with uh, uh, Batman Returns for me, my favorite movie when I was five. And I saw it again when I was like 15, and I thought it was it was horrible. Sorry for the people that love Batman Returns. <laughs> I know people love yeah. it, but... It's it's like that. So so, what was uh, kind of your reaction after seeing it for a while? Uh, so when I was a kid, we watched it. Um, but you know, as a kid, you don't really completely grasp. Like you just said, you don't really grasp it. Uh, now that I rewatched it, I will just definitely say I love it. I even though it's an older mute movie, like I told you, it holds up. I love it. It's fun. Like it's entertaining. I mean, it has ghosts, lasers. I mean, even a Mr. Jet Puff, you know. <laughs> stay puffed. Stay puffed, that's right. There's a giant stay puff in it. Yes. Come on. Who doesn't want to yeah. <laughs> fight a giant marshmallow? Well, I mean, the movie could have been a lot different. Because uh, if you kind of, uh, when I rewatched it last night, I, I watched the, the commentary. I've got a book on the making of all uh, three, maybe the first two. I haven't read hmm. all of it. But um, Dan Aykroyd, had this idea like in early, really early days, like 80, 81 of doing a paranormal. Cause he's all into ghosts. He's like really into the paranormal stuff, oh. uh, like deep into the paranormal stuff. Like he actually believes ghosts exist and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he, it was, it was going to be more of a multi-dimensional sci-fi where there's different dimensions, different, oh. uh, it, Trap time and space and ghosts everywhere and the Ghostbusters or at first they were called the Ghost Smashers were already there were already teams of Ghost Smashers around mm-hmm. and they were just fighting ghosts. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, but when uh, Ivan Reitman got to him because he pitched it to him to uh, to do the movie, he uh, Ivan Reitman was like, well. This will cost, and just think this is like 1981 when he first, one or two, when he first pitched it. He said, this is going to, it's probably going to cost about $300 million to make this movie. And so that's, that's, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all, for now. Yeah, and I was going to say, that's a lot of 1980s money. Now yeah. that's not a lot. <laughs> yeah, because that's like, that would, that'd be more ambitious than Star Wars yes. and all that kind of stuff. So he, he got him to, um, Talk with Harold Ramis. They, uh, he's he said Harold Ramis might be able to help you, uh, kind of work the strict script with you to make it a little more manageable. And but he loved the idea of buddies, just kind of you know like the buddy comedy with the supernatural elements, but it's mostly yeah. the the comedy that was in the, <laughs> the the relationships yeah. that he wanted to portray in the movie. And I'll give so, them credit; they have a lot of funny one-liners. So, oh, oh they did with with Bill Murray, yeah, uh, yeah, he, any, anything, especially old, older Bill Murray. I'm not as big of a fan of his newer, newer, newer stuff, but uh, uh, 
but 1980s, early 90s, Bill Murray. Yes. I feel like it, it was a lot more crude because you can get away with a lot more. Now it's just censored or the fear of getting uh, canceled. Yeah. Well, if you think about this, like this movie was PG. Um, if this exact movie was made now, it would probably be PG-13. Oh. Because um, I don't think PG-13 wasn't around till 1986. Interesting. Yes. Um, yeah, because it and what was weird, what, what caused PG-13 rating to to be created was Indiana Jones 2 when they were eating monkey brains. Oh. That's, that's the scene that that really messed with people to so, cause them to, to add another. So the monkey rating. brains is equivalent to Tom Brady's tuck rule. Yes. Or wow. the bush push. The bu- oh. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Great analogies. So. Yes. So one thing that kind of ruined it for everybody for some weird reason. So, um, or the fumble rusk. Oh, that's oh, right. I don't know. I don't think you can do that anymore. Um, but that's sports references. I don't know if anybody that's watching this uh, love football. <laughs> yeah. That was a bunch of football, college football, NFL talk. But anywho, yeah. So, so this this came out before the PG thirteen, or else it would have gotten a PG thirteen. And it probably wouldn't have appealed as much to it would have done the same appeal to kids, but it wouldn't have done the same appeal to parents taking their kids to see it. So so let's kind of talk about the movie. Uh, we uh, we kind of start with the librarian kind of looking through the going through the just walking through the library. Weird things are happening. Books are moving. All of a sudden, the card catalog, which if you got kids watching this don't know what a card catalog is. Mm-hmm. You used to not have a computer database to look up where the book is. You had to look, and every yes. book had a number, <laughs> and that's how you looked up. But there was a wall of card catalogs are just coming up and just spraying all of this. Yeah. And, and, and what was the ghost that they found? I think it was just a library, another librarian, a, a ghost of a librarian. A librarian ghost. A li- yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what was it? I. Th- they were not Ghostbusters. They were like amateurs in the beginning. They were just like friends with like, like uh, basic tools to do it. Yeah. Well, a lot of it was uh, stuff that they used from Columbia University because yeah. uh, Peter Venkman, who's Bill Murray's character, mm-hmm. he was a uh, scientist there. I don't know what he was a scientist. Like, I don't know what he did besides shock therapy, but <laughs> <True>. <laughs> yeah. um, so they basically just borrowed stuff from the school so mm-hmm. whenever they got fired or he got fired they essentially didn't have the access to to his stuff anymore so they had to go do right. it themselves what were the three main characters in the beginning i know there was peter igor and then what was the other guy igor <laughs> yes mr frankenstein dr frankenstein no igor <laughs> is uh, frankenstein's assistant Egon, Egon, is the oh, my bad. Me yeah, and my bad. Egon, bad. Egon, or, Peter, and then there was a third. And Ray, Ray. Okay. Ray. Oh, that's right. Because he says Ray all the time. <laughs> yeah, Ray. Ray was my. He was my favorite Ghostbuster. Um, I had two older brothers. When well, I wasn't born yet when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. But whenever I was younger, like three, you know, I had two. My little brother wasn't born yet till ninety. So. Me and my two older brothers, we were basically played as the Ghostbusters. My oldest brother was Egon, because, you know, the oldest brother has to be the smartest. My older brother was Peter, because he thought he was cool, and I was Ray. Ah. So. The, all right. Peter, Egon, and Ray, not Igor. Then, I guess they could have Igor in later, because I'm sure they could have, like, a Frankenstein thing. But, um. So, so, like. They find this thing, and I love the questions they're asking the librarian on that's uh kind of like on the table, just like random questions, and like you know, like they're like uh are how you are these... Alice menstruating right now? Yeah, are you menstruating? And he's like, how is this relevant? He's like, I'm a doctor. <laughs> he's like, back off, man. I'm a yeah. scientist. I'm a scientist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, then they find it, and they find a ectoplasm on the card. Uh, the card uh, files, the card catalogs, and they get a sample. They see this thing. It's a what they call it a 
full torso apparition. Yeah, full torso. Yeah, for t- full torso, and then they tried to uh, speak to it. They didn't have, and they they didn't have any tools for anything, so like yes. they didn't know how to trap one. They're just like, yeah, there's a ghost. What are we gonna do? Like they went to go find a ghost. They found a ghost, but they didn't have a plan for. Ex- for yeah, anything. they didn't have a plan to see the ghost. Yeah. Uh, now the only thing I really recognize in that whole scene was um, the PKE meter. Yes, and that's the only thing I really recognize from the whole series in that scene. Well, I think that's the the only thing that they had made from whenever uh, they were at the university. Well, well, technically he hadn't got fired yet at this point. It was after this that oh he right got fired. Uh, but I guess they were able to to make make that. Um, but at this point, yeah, they they didn't know how to catch it. So Ray's smart idea was get her. They were just going <laughs> to run and try to grab a ghost like, like that like, was going to yeah. do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she she scared the crap out of them. They just ran off. Right. But, and then when they get back to the university, they find out that they have lost all their um, other resources are gone. All the, everything gone. So then they have to find somewhere else. Yeah. Which then becomes the iconic old firehouse yes. that they find. Yeah, Peter convinced Ray to do, like, I don't know how many mortgages on his, his parents' house. And uh, that's what helped them to fund buying that old fire station. Oh, interesting. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It was a scene in the movie. Oh, must have, must have looked away. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Egon was like, just in the first year alone, your interest payment comes to however many thousand dollars. Oh, my God. Okay. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. Like they they just they just rushed it. It was like, hey, let's just get the money. We'll make we'll make some lots of money, so you'll make your oh, money yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Which they didn't think they were gonna make any money off of this. But but that I mean, when you find they the could. main the the protagonist uh female, she kind of sees in her apartment the TV's on and there's a commercial of them on there. So they were also paying on top of that commercial fees and yeah, so yeah, they 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 bought the firehouse. They they got yeah, the, you know, commercial shot and filmed and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they were out of a lot of money pretty darn quick. In fact, uh they didn't really have their first actual call until they ran out of money. Uh, they, oh, the yeah. Day that's they right. literally ran out of money um getting Chinese food. <laughs> like this is the last of the petty cash. Yeah. But then they get that that girl. That girl's the first client, which then turns out to be like one of the main people in the movie. Yeah, uh, Sigourney Weaver is Dana yeah. Bryant, and she really wanted to be in this uh, role because before this, she was like an alien. She was in like hmm. more serious stuff, so she wanted to do like a comedy. And what's what's kind of funny is in her audition for the movie, because uh, she knew that Dana was gonna become Zool and turn to a dog. So her audition was kind of like her pretending to be a dog, and that one that won them over. Like that she got on all fours on the table and started like act like a dog barking and everything. Dang. And she got the part. So well, she fit it. She fit it very well. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, what's What's interesting too with the casting is originally when Dan Aykroyd originally had the plan. Dan Aykroyd plays Ray when he originally thought of the idea of Ghostbusters. It was Ghost Smashers at the time. It was going to be a vehicle for him and uh, John Belushi. That's what it is. John Belushi and Eddie Murphy. So it was going to be the three of them. Like, that's what it was going to be. And the Egon character was, I guess nobody really knows who that was originally supposed to be. But then uh, John Belushi died. And so uh, the first thing he thought of was go to Bill Murray and have Bill Murray do the part. And Bill Murray was interested, and then that's when they brought it to Ivan Reitman in Columbia to to get this the ball rolling on it. Um, and so Ivan Reitman wanted uh, Egon, or Harold Ramis, to be Egon because, you know, he can help him write it, but he, he, he would be perfect at that character. Um, and he's worked with Harold Ramis and uh, Bill Murray when they did Stripes. So they were both on those that movie. That's great that's movie. Hilarious. Too. <laughs> hilarious movie. Yeah. So um but uh yeah. So but then Eddie Murphy kind of turned it down. Uh, so that's when they kind of toned the Winston role down because they didn't have that big actor. And then they hired 
uh, Ernie Hudson to be mm-hmm. Winston, and they kind of did him dirty through the first two movies, um, especially in the uh, uh, in the marketing for both movies. Ernie Winston is not. I think in the second movie he was more in in involved in the marketing, but in the first movie all the posters had just the three. No, Winston wasn't oh. anywhere to be found. Right. So it wasn't until more recently that they started, you know, doing more good for for his character yeah. with, the, with the marketing. I felt like felt like his role in the movie was just a uh, like a a helping character. Like he didn't really have a solidified role except for, hey, I'm just gonna get a couple of shots of me driving the Ecto around, which I wish he would have had more. Yeah, I, I wish he did too. It's, he's a great character. He's a great actor, um, but it was a great character. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think they kind of turn into well, let's just kind of turn him into like the everyman. Yeah. And so like he is us as the audience, so he's kind of like watching it as we're watching it. So he's oh, yeah. kind of like that character of the movie. Um, he did. He answered a job uh, listing and got hired immediately as a dude just come off the street. So yeah, he just needed a job, mm-hmm. and and he got one. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, oh, Annie Potts played. Oh, Janine Melnitz. Yeah, and oh, she was the receptionist. Yeah, perfect role. <laughs> and, and I think that's before yeah. she kind of got big because that was before designing women. Because uh, that's uh, that's what got her uh, big. Um, so it was kind of one of one of our early movie roles, but yeah, it was, it was like yeah, uh, she she was also supposed to have like, and you can kind of tell in there, uh, in the movie, but they didn't really showcase it because I think they abandoned the idea like through the shooting process. But her and Egon were gonna have some sort of love story. Yes, you can and tell so, in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a few scenes like you could tell that she was kind of interested. Yeah, and okay, who's I keep forgetting his name, but there's a character in the movie that's the neighbor of Dana Lewis. Lewis. Yes. The guy that got to play him, I cannot remember his name. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Like this dude is just off the wall nerdy and just like killed that part, Lewis. The Lewis. Yeah, character. well, he kind of rewrote the part a little bit that way because they didn't know how they wanted that character to be, because they originally hire um John Candy to be Lewis. Uh, But then John Candy was wanting to do something different. He's like, maybe I could do with a German accent and have two Rottweilers or stuff like that. So (laughs) they, there's like, eh, maybe, I don't know. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. And eventually he just like, never mind. I don't want to do this part. And And then, and the character Lewis also has the best one liner in the entire movie at the end. In my opinion, in my opinion, he has is it the, the who does your taxes part? Yes. <laughs> who yeah. does your taxes? <laughs> After the whole ordeal. Just he like, just worried yeah. about his taxes. Well, that, that first shot, well, not the first time you see him, but whenever he gets uh, kind of taken over from uh, the, the uh, key master, the key mat. Yeah. The key master, the dog, I forgot uh, Vince Clortho. Um, you know, he, he's having a party for clients and, it's it's a it's a huge one shot too. Like it's really kind of like it just shows how like how good he is in that character. Is it was just all one take until he gets taken or the dog comes out. But mm-hmm. you know he's talking about how because you know he's a he's an account. He's like um, I bought all this you know this food you know from Nova Scotia and all this, yes, and yeah. it's like that's why that's why. I, I invited clients instead of friends, so I can write it off as a business expense. Yeah, so yeah, he's like, "This is a uh, this is Nova Scotian fish. I got it for discount." Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. I got acetosilic silic acid. It's it's generic, but it's better. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I get six hundred of these for the price of three hundred of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the dude killed it. I love Rick yeah. Moranis. Oh, I know. And every role he's ever had, but yes, and, and he's coming so, back as. Uh, because uh, Disney Plus is going to do a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids show, and he's going to be in it. No, that's cool. It's going to be like his first, his first actual role After. since since uh, retiring. Yes. So not counting the Mint Mobile commercial. Oh, so now we're talking about now that we do talk, mention Lewis, and then he that he's the uh, neighbor of Dana. Um, so the building that they live in is actually the main the main center of where like this portal opens up 
And there's two dogs, like you said, on the top that are statues that come to life. <clears throat> and one is the key master and one is the gatekeeper, the gatekeeper. And they cannot get together. If they do, they open the portal for the end times. Yes. And gatekeeper and key master. That is definitely not an in- innuendo. No, nothing. Even so, though they had to, they, they had to. Never mind. Uh, he had to <laughs> stick the key into the gate in order for the gate to open. Yes, uh, but okay. That would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, yeah. So sorry, I just had to. Oh yeah, so just setting up the story, like you know, Lewis actually gets taken over after running, and one really funny scene is where he's talking to the horse, and he's like, "Are you the gatekeeper?" <laughs> <laughs> talking to the horse, you know. Yeah. But he actually ends up in the possession of the Ghostbusters uh, after the hospital wouldn't take him and the police department wouldn't take him. So the police drop uh, Lewis, possess Lewis off of the Ghostbusters, which then they find out that he's the key master and Zulu. Zul. Zul. Zul is the gatekeeper. And then that's when uh, Finkman finds that out. So they're like, well, we can't get them together. And uh, sure enough, the EPA gets involved. I can't remember his yes. character, but I hated that guy. He was just oh, a man. prick. I did forget his name. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, anywho, yeah, yeah. So he comes in, and he's also he comes... the guy off a of Die Hard. Bad guy off of that. Not the oh no, guy. he's the news reporter guy that was just. A oh bitch. yeah, <laughs> well he fits the role. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in with the court order and um, basically all the hard work the ghost versus have put in by in encasing these uh, ghosts and in uh, anomalies in a grid, a laser grid. Uh, he comes in and basically shuts them off. And in in, in that uh, chaos ensues. Yes, because all the go everything they ever trapped is out and is out. haunting and scaring and freaking everybody out. And it mm-hmm. opens up the door. For Dana and Lewis, or gatekeeper and keymaster, Zul and Vince Clortho, to uh, to come together to help summon Gozer. Yes. And you only get what? Not even five minutes of her on the screen. Not not a whole lot. Um, because well, the first half of the movie is just you kind of seeing how the Ghostbusters became Ghostbusters. Yes. The whole story of gozer you don't really know until about that time uh because you know that her house is haunted they just don't know or not her haunt her her building is kind of haunted there's something that has to do with it and then all of a sudden you know the dogs come out and possess them and then and kind of in while they're in jail that's when they kind of put it all together hey you know the the uh building was uh, was uh, what was that called? Um, the architect that designed the building was a guy named Igor Ego 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 Ivo 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 Shandor. Mm-hmm. Anywho, and he was a Gozer worshiper. So it kind of so he put it in the specific spot. Yes, for it. And for that to time. to circle back, uh, the Ghostbusters are in jail because they violated. Uh, a lot of EPA environmental protection agencies uh, laws. And yes, that's though, they... if they really did, I don't think they would just go to just a random jail, but for, yeah. for movie sakes, movie sakes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had Carl Winslow was, was an officer there. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I liked it. Uh, Cause like when they're in the cell being processed, they start breaking out the, the, the maps, the star maps mm-hmm. and everything. And then everybody, all the criminals get together and just start watching them. And it's just, it's funny. It's really funny to see these, the, see these guys watch, uh, listen to a bunch of nerds talking about the stars. <laughs> yeah. Cause I like, they don't care about like, Hey, this is kind of interesting. They're talking about yeah. ghosts and, you know, and then spirits. Uh, and... What's the guys, uh, the, what's the, the fourth guy, the walk on uh, Winston, Winston. So he basically just denounces, his Ghostbusters relationship and he's like I want out um, you know I want my own lawyer because like you're going to go away for a long time and then saving grace the mayor wants to talk to him and then the mayor basically bails him out by basically yeah, yeah. so so they go to the mayor's office and you know they're talking to the mayor about all these anomalies that's happening and 
why they're happening in this radius more than the other radius and it's a wrath of god type stuff yeah dogs oh, yeah, and yeah. cats living together yeah. mass hysteria <laughs> yeah yeah and uh basically they're like biblical proportions and they have would you is that what was that a cardinal that was there or was that a high priest in like the catholic church or... i think it was a cardinal i think they I, called he... him cardinal okay because yeah. i think he dresses as a cardinal so yeah because he was like the mayor's like his uh the person that he just goes to whenever he's he's just having issues ah uh, so he comes in basically tells them and that the church pissed, yeah. the church doesn't want nothing to do with this and so they have now he ha- the mayor basically has to rely on the ghostbusters. ghostbusters so then then that's when the um, you know the whole army gets a, ooh, this is my question though the military gets involved is that did they uh, in, uh, did they uh, do martial law for the city or so uh, it was kind of a I don't know if it was in a delayed scene or not so when the mayor asked you know what do you want from me they basically asked hey we need a an escort for police from police it's probably from the it's probably the National Guard okay uh, and it was just an escort they just escorted them so they can quickly and safely get there without being barraged I guess God. I don't really what they expected the police and the military to do fighting a ghost. Yeah, exactly. when they they were already kind of experienced. Now they they caught a lot of ghosts and like yeah, but it was just a kind of a fun scene, I guess. To right, be able to I think to just have fun and having the yeah. police escort you. And and the ecto that they're in has, I mean, in my opinion, has the most iconic siren you'll ever hear. You hear the sound. And you automatically think Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah, you don't hear anything like it nowadays. No, and it's iconic. So the whole car is—it's—it's it's my dream car. If I was a rich man, I would try to find myself a 1959 uh, Cadillac Miller Meteor 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 Miller. I forgot what it's called. Um, and make that up as a that'd be awesome. <laughs> but they're really hard to find because they don't oh. really make a whole lot of those. So. And they're from 1959, so a lot of those type of cars, it's really hard. Yeah, can't find a hardly a restored one. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. That was cool. I love the car. It's perfect for that time, that time period. It oh, yeah. fits. It fit the Ghostbusters like their theme. Yeah, and originally, like the the Ghostbusters, the Ecto Mobile was always going to be part of it, even in the original story. But originally, it was going to be like a character of its own, which it kind of is. But it would like be able to like disappear and reappear to like evade cops and stuff. Oh, um, and be able to go through dimensions and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was going to be black. And so when they were going to do the movie the way they did it, they were going to have it black, which was the original color of the car. But the cinematographer is like, hey, in any night scenes, we can't see the car because the car is black. Right. So then they made it white. So oh, I think is a, I, I, I love that it's white. Yeah, I love that it's white. And I love that how it comes back to an afterlife as well. Yeah, because if the whole car was black, like, yeah, can you, you wouldn't really be able to see any of the features and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, especially as a Cadillac. Yeah, you, no, no, not you even. Gotta, you can't be too, go too dark with a Cadillac. You, you know, white works works good, especially for the ghost logo is a white ghost on the red background. So it all fit. the, it, it, it works. It works, yeah. It works. <laughs> so, so, so they go up. I don't know how many flights of stairs because they can't take the elevator. Um, 20. 20 flights. Was it 20 flights? It yeah. Like it was more than that. No, 22. 22 stories. Well, then yeah. one more because they had to go up one more step of stairs yeah. to get to where? The top. Yeah. And then that's where they witness uh, Dana and Lewis becoming dogs. Yeah. And, uh, and then they summon, they successfully summon Gozer. Uh, Gozer. Who's this lady with the high top uh, and bubbles all over her? I always thought they oh, were yeah. bubbles. I don't know if they were bubbles or not. To me, it looked like a woman with just bubbles oh. all over her. Oh yeah, she looked like um, man. Who does she look like? Uh, there's it's an artist. Oh, uh, 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 I, I I know who you're talking about. The the bear, this person that sings Joan Jet, not Joan Jet. Is it Joan Jet? No, I can't uh, remember the name. Dag Nabbit. Anywho, yeah, um, <laughs> kind of. 
Yeah, I could see. Yeah, that. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she uh the the guy would always have like that multicolor rainbow on his face. Oh. Oh, you're talking about David David Bowie? David Bowie? Bowie? I guess you I I could see that too. See that, yeah. yeah. But kind of looks like that that style. Okay. Uh it's 80s skin. like you can you can tell it's it was 80s. Yeah, oh yeah, you could definitely tell it's <laughs> 80s. And you know, you you don't get very many screen time with her, but she's very powerful. And what's the, what does she say? What's one of the her iconic line in the movie? Are you a god? <laughs> what does Ray say? No. He's like, no, no, and die. die. <laughs> yeah. And then Winston's like, Ray, when somebody asks you if you're God, you say <laughs> yes, yes. And that actually is held up in the last movie too. Yeah, where it, where it she is. asks the same question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, so so they try to and trap her with their uh, uh proton packs and they turn up their Now that part is called the neutrino wand, right? Ne- neutrino wand. Yes. Neutrino wands. So they yes. turn them up and they try to capture Just, her, which will not work. No, they aim for the flat top in it. I guess that wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So so she just she, disappears. Yeah. Yeah. But they thought they thought, oh, that was easy. So, you know, we had the tools, we had the talent, and mm-hmm. it was Miller time. Oh yeah. So before that though, she asked. Well, after she disappeared, she asked them to think of the form of the or choose the form of the destructor. So who was going to destroy them? Because Gozer, this is not the first time. Like she doesn't dominate the world. She just kind of destroys whatever wherever she's summoned and just just, oh. just takes them out wipes them out um but she allows the people to choose who they want to destroy them interesting so they try to clear their minds said don't think of anything don't think of anything don't think of anything and then you hear boom boom and guess who's the one that thought of something is ray ray yeah <laughs> But it, but and this what, is kind of uh, it's kind of hilarious though too because you're like you're thinking of, oh a big monsters come it's like Godzilla or something right. really creepy scary it's gonna just because it's gonna kill everybody and then it's stay puffed marshmallow you get a big, <laughs> big huge marshmallow going man yeah <laughs> and why did he think of it because it was harmless to him yes <laughs> it's like well me and my dad used to roast uh, marshmallows in. Camp Wakanda or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. That. Um, and I guess he didn't think that. Oh, maybe Gozer can make a really big version. Mm-hmm. And it and it does. It comes down and sees him. And I love seeing that angry face on that Stay Puff guy. It's <laughs> <I think> amazing. <laughs> yeah. So he tries to scale the building, and they shoot him with their proton packs. Doesn't work at first. They have no. to think of something. It does burn him a little bit, but you know it's not going to kill him. No, don't wasn't. So they so thought they, they were going to get wiped out by marshmallow. Yeah, this was the end. Yeah. This was the end. And then uh, what's the brilliant plan they came together with? Crossing the streams. Ooh, with a well, didn't they say that they had to reverse the polarity or something like that? No, that would be like a Doctor Who thing. Uh, but uh, but no, the crossing the streams would would do something that basically would just eliminate or just do something with reality. Uh, it, it could be something bad. That's all I can remember. Uh, but, um, but it could kill like crossing the streams could either kill everybody or save everybody. Oh, okay. So, and so they do. And what and happens? They it, blow up the marshmallow guy. Yeah. They blow up the, uh, Gozer's little thing first and then go, uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man just explodes everywhere. Oh, uh, everybody's covered in it. Except for Vinkman. He's only got a few splotches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did he escape that, man? <laughs> I'm wondering if that's Bill Murray saying, hey, you slimed me earlier. You're not going to put all that crap on me this time. Oh, that's right. He does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, put it on. Give it give it to everybody else. Just douse them with it. Don't put yeah. that crap on me. <laughs> I think he's got like uh, a little bit in his hair, a little on his shoulder. Yeah, and so... They defeat they defeat the Gozer and they beat the marshmallow. Uh 
as they're leaving, the the demon dogs have become statues again. Yes. And but... so Vinkman or Finkman is actually sad because he actually liked that girl and now he thought she was gonna die. Yes, Vinkman thought she was dead because the dog is dead. She turned yes. into the dog. Right. And then what happens? She's inside the dog and she's, she's not inside. the dog. She's not yes. the dog anymore. No. So her hand no. is like cracking through and they try to save her, and then they notice that Lewis is also trying mm-hmm. to get out of his dog skin. <laughs> he's he's like, I can't see none of that hair. I can't see. He's got a big hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't see. And uh, so they they basically pull them out of the the carcasses of these stone dogs, and uh, hit me with the line. Lewis says, "Who does your taxes?" <laughs> Yeah, best line of the whole movie, man. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he's like, what happened? Well, you've been part of the one of the biggest uh, something, something, something of something. Felt great. Yeah, it felt great. <laughs> yeah, felt yeah. Great. <laughs> he was uh, a dog. Uh, man. Yeah, it's, it's a great, hilarious movie. Very. Uh, uh, if you don't love Ghostbusters, then you can't love anything. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's my favorite movie, um, and uh, yeah, uh, I mean nothing. It's opened up a thing for me now, so I kind of I really loved it. Now that I'm mm-hmm. you know that I've rewatched it as an adult, I might have to go and actually re- rewatch the other ones too. I've already seen Afterlife, which I absolutely love that one. The movie's great, and so I kind of want to go back and see the uh, female, the women's version of it, and the second one. Yeah, so most most. Ghostbuster fans or people in general don't like the uh, 2016, the, the female Ghostbusters. Um, but I always enjoyed it. Yes. I've, I've seen that several, several times when it came out. Um, and I still see it from time to time. Like, yeah. It's, it's not ghost, but it's not the same. Like it's not supposed to be the same. Uh, but to me, it was different enough. People will say that it's not different enough. It was different enough for me, uh, but in, enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Plus, I have a daughter who I want her to be like. I want her to like the stuff that I like. Mm. It doesn't work for everything. It works for Power Rangers, you know, Ninja Turtles. But she doesn't care about Ghostbusters. She doesn't care about Star Wars. Oh. But she did like. She did like that movie, and there was a sliver of hope because mm. she, she liked it. Because you know, it was all girls. She likes girl stuff, right? So of course. If it's a team, if it's a superhero team of all girls, or you know, whatever. She's going to like that more, but, and just with everything that's going on with, you know, Hasbro, they, cause the Ghostbuster license is like all over the place. Right. Um, so it's not like Power Rangers, uh, where Hasbro owns Power Rangers. So all the toys mm-hmm. are through Hasbro, but Ghostbusters license are all over the place. Like they had, uh, Mattel was a big license licensor years ago, um, Hasbro is still a, is a big one now because they do all the old Kenner stuff because Hasbro uh, is Kenner. Uh, they bought out Kenner like in the 90s. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So a lot of their, the Star Wars old Kenner re-releases and stuff and then the Ghostbusters releases, it's Hasbro. But they got the uh, new Ghostbuster line of figures from 1984 and from uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So there's a few yeah. that I I need because I need the uh, inner style of the kids from Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm. It's been a while since I've seen those, but I couldn't afford it when I got those. But they're also supposed to have the kids in the uh, normal six inch figure line. But I think I missed missed my chance to get. Oh, uh, they also uh, there's a company called Mezco, and Mezco actually released a really awesome four pack of uh the 1984 ghostbusters with working proton packs that are literally like inch and a half tall you gotta look those up those they're pretty pricey but i love the set like i saw one of my buddies with uh that was showcasing them articulations crazy they have like little zippers on their suits and everything Hmm. you gotta look it up called from mezco mezco Yes. Okay, I, I really need to look that up because yeah, I want the, to the, pro, the proton packs light up <laughs> on these. These are like six inch figures. Yeah, I think they're seven inch figures, but seven they're inch? fully oh, artic- awesome. uh, fully artic- articulated. Their head sculpts are amazing. Like you could tell Ray, hmm. you know, 
but I'll yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hasbro is start is trying to do that because they have uh, they have these ones coming out that I think they're like maybe seven or eight inch figures uh, with cloth uh, suits, but they look like they look super cheap, super cheap. Oh, so I'm not quite sure if I want to get those, but they might be a good size for my Ecto one because they don't make one eight scale size of oh Ghostbusters. You right. would think that Eagle Moss would, uh, since they're doing the, the model, uh, but no. I think the closest is uh, Mattel, several years ago, came out with, I think, one six size figures, oh, um, which went way good with the, there's a Blitzway one six scale Ecto-1. That thing is huge. It's not a model kit, it's just all in one. Right. Um um, it's piece you get. You got to put some of the pieces together because it's it's huge, um, and so I think the those those Mattel ones kind of worked with that. But there's not any that are the size for this build. So hopefully somebody will make uh, some so I can have like Ghostbusters and my actual Ecto one. That'd be that awesome. Would be super awesome. Oh yeah. Because I won't I won't be done with this thing for another year. So I still got a long way to go. Maybe you could find a place that does uh, 3D printed heads, and we could put our own heads on the figures. Ooh, that would be. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, sure that would be. Yeah, like Ben and Billy, Ghostbusting. But you, <laughs> you, uh, you, me, Jim, and uh, whoever our fourth one. Was. I would just say Mark. Mark, Mark. fits. Yeah, that. I would say Mark. Mark, Mark would be. Fits a, so it would be, would be the dad bod joke, joke Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, dang. Overall, you know, I like the movie. I love yeah. talking about the toy lines too, because like, there's a lot of play things I didn't know about that you know, and vice versa. Still not enough. Still not enough. So Ghostbusters be... is not is not as big a line as as uh, a lot of the other stuff that Power Rangers. Oh right. So of course, of course, yes. But uh, definitely going to be rewatching some of these other movies. Yes, because uh, we will be doing one for the second movie. Okay. Well, I'm glad I reached out to you about this because I was yeah. like sitting. I was like, man, I want something new. So I was like, let's do some. Let's do an episode. And I'll watch Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of what my next one would be because uh, I knew I would do Ghostbusters eventually, but I just didn't know if I was going to do that, you know, myself or find because I don't know any other big Ghostbuster fans. Oh, right. Um, I need to maybe connect with more of them on TikTok and stuff. But then when you did it, I'm like, yeah, that's perfect timing. You can go ahead and do it. And oh, yeah. then you got to learn a little bit, and you get to got to enjoy that childhood wonder. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. so thank you. Yeah. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for doing that so it forces you to watch the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had to do something. <laughs> you know, I get, I get bored here and there, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something new. I'm going to watch an old movie. No, it's oh, a good yeah. one, and maybe maybe we can keep this going on with the other three. Hey, say say no more. I'll do it. All right. Well, <laughs> with that that might be in a few weeks or a month right. or so. So say know, no more. Look look out for that. Anybody who's listening, yes, or watching. So we are gonna take this to a close because we're getting close on an hour. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get these a little bit shorter, but um, you know, if we're having we're enjoying our conversation, we're gonna keep it going. Um. But so I want to give you an opportunity, Billy, to yeah. uh, just kind of say what you're about. You know, Zio to Hero. What's that all about? Um, where they can find you? Um, not physically because you don't want a whole <laughs> lot of people at your door. But no. <laughs> no. So, yes. Oh, okay. man. So uh, Zio to Hero, based off a Power Rangers name, we have we kind of typically do a lot of power rangers lore and we talk to fan creators of their fan creation created series audio dramas and and uh they're they some of them actually film in person they're everything so that's what we're about we like to talk about from anything when i mean we do everything power rangers to anime to like movies and you know this stuff it just depends on how we're feeling for that week and uh we like to give everybody a voice you know, and that's what we're about. And you can find us on our website, zeotohero.com. 
uh, Zio to Hero all across the board for all our social medias like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we are all over. You can catch our podcast wherever you find yours at uh, under Zio to Hero. You can't miss the logo. It's an elephant head with the pyramid in it because, uh, you know, our favorite character growing up was uh, the Black Mastodon. So we kind of like threw it in there. Uh, definitely shoot us a message if you like us. And um, if you ever want to find a contact Ben, you can go through us as well. Uh, we also do have a merch store that's open and we're going to see how that works out with uh, some test runs. And then we're going to fully open it to everybody. So definitely can get some shirts made with our logo. And thanks uh, for letting me come on here and taking time out of your day to let me talk to you about ghost and, Ecto ones and plasma. Yes, not the blood type, but ecto type. Ecto type. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you for coming to our show. Uh this is what your third second third time. Third time. Yeah. It is your third time. Is it your third time? Uh-huh. Second. Yeah. yeah, it is your third time. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm getting all get all yeah. confused. Yeah. So yeah, it's always fun talking. Um and again, check out Zeo to Hero. Uh, their podcast where you find well he already said all that so yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have a link to their link tree it's on the little scroll uh, below if you're watching this on YouTube um, but thank you again uh, thank you everybody that's uh, been watching and uh, listening to us um, this is our eighth episode now um, we're up to like 154 listens um, and counting so thank you for everybody that's been listening to to us since the beginning, to now, to in the future. Um, thank you again. And this is a Power Ranger thing, but um, I will always end with this. As Zordon would say, may the power protect you.